Marijuana is now legal in the state of Michigan, and in the town of Niles, Michigan, not too far from South Bend, Indiana, people were lined up to get it. Oh, hi, I'm Frederick Miller. It's F-R-E-D-R-I-C-K-M-M-I-L-L-E-R. Perfect. Did you say spell it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're waiting on the dispensary. We want to go inside and check out what they got. I was kind of hoping, like, a Willy Wonka thing, like, dates and, like, you know, somebody coming out with, like, cane and then, like, doing tricks. and But uh, so far, it's just cold. <laughs> I like the way he thinks. By the way, keep in mind, that was before he got the weed. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me he was able to find some before that. That was back to our theme yesterday of stereotypes come from somewhere. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, are, are we hunting down uh, Kimmel's uh, football players read mean tweets? I, I don't see it from yesterday's show, but I'm, oh, okay. I'm still looking. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I just I love that bit. Uh, Michael, this this story, the one that's after clip number two about the woman and her need for surgery. Uh, yeah. How graphic is that? It's pretty graphic. Well, then three. Okay. We're not children here. We're we're we've we've assembled to discuss the issues that uh, affect people's lives, mm. and not stories about people who get stuff stuck in them by their own doing. Uh, really, this one's borderline. That one you brought us yesterday was just completely out of bounds. That was not borderline. I thought no. that story was cute. It was cute. Cute. Well, well, it was an eighty-year-old, and no, she no, met up. No, no, no. All right, all right. No, no. She was dating a 35-year-old and decided to, I mean, set some sort of world record for TMI. And Michael comes into work expecting us to be delighted by this tale of filth without, and, to, and to bring it to you folks. Without the details, the gist is she restarted her sex life after a 35-year break. She hadn't had sex in 35 years. I'll never years say and, never. And, and started dating a guy and restarted her sex life. And There were difficulties. Yeah. When but it, that, was, it was wildly graphic and inappropriate. And, and Michael, you, you need to be better. You need to do better. <laughs> All right. Um, Ian Bremmer, among others who don't always agree with Trump's foreign policy, like this Middle East peace plan, or at least think it's the best shot there's been in quite some time. And really, there's no other option. That was the New York Times headline was, Little other option for Palestinians than to accept this peace plan. Wow, the New York Times said that. Yeah. I missed that. How yeah. interesting. It is. The, the the number of people huh. who said that. So Washington Post analysis from David Ignatius was that. New York Times analysis from their correspondent was that. Ian Bremmer says the same thing. I'll just read this. The proposal will not lead to peace in the coming weeks or months or maybe ever. And it may head to an immediate outbreak of violence in the Palestinian <laughs> territories. But... I think by recognizing the harsh realities on the ground and leveraging the unique position of the U.S. in the Middle East, it might open a process that will reduce tension in the region. Based on my early assessment of the plan, it is an effort worth taking. And it's all around the, at this point, you've got no other choice, and the Arab states are on board. The Arab states are saying, look, take this deal. This is as good as it's ever going to get for you. Your time is now, or your time is past. Mm. Which is a heck of a thing to say somebody. It is. Now, the fly in the ointment is that, and, and this exists in the U.S. too, politicians whose careers are built on an issue, the last thing they want to do is solve the issue. Yeah. And there are enormous power centers, uh, you know, the PLO, Hamas, whomever, or uh, um, uh, da, 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 who, who am I forgetting? Well, Abbas, the leader of the PLO, he's an 85-year-old man, and a lot of the people in the beneath him, the Palestinians, do not agree with him. There is a lot of blowback 
for his comment that this is the slap of the century or whatever. Mm, yeah. There are there are a number of Polis, uh, Palestinian you know thinkers, uh, the, uh, uh, intellectuals, you know the public intellectuals who are saying eh, this this might be a good idea. Yeah. Well, a lot of the radicals hold an enormous amount of power, and if you know all this stuff gets settled, then they will have no power. And people don't give up power easily. So, you know, we'll see. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Uh, speaking of very difficult to solve problems, you got the presence of millions, millions uh, of uh, stray dogs and cats across America, um, of unwanted dogs and cats, uh, bred willy-nilly, you know, the dogs getting together because they're loose, whatever, and... Um, and you have, they end up at shelters, a lot of these pets. And perhaps you're familiar with this. you got kill shelters, and you have no kill shelters. The kill shelters will give a certain number of days or weeks to see if the animal is adopted. And if it's not, it is put down uh, painlessly, uh, I would hope, um, in most cases. But they are put down by the millions. That's where they do it everywhere in the country. The millions. And have forever. Yeah, exactly. By the millions, yeah. And there are no-kill shelters that keep the pets around indefinitely and just try to farm them out, and then they fill up incredibly quickly. And then the animals go to kill shelters. Actually, Baxter, my dog, for what it's worth, family that had him decided they couldn't keep him. And he's too smart and energetic. You've got to really be ready for a dog like that. But anyway, um, they were going to give him to a no-kill shelter because he's just a wonderful dog. But they're full up, so they said we got to give them to a kill shelter. And and one of the gals' uh, coworkers um, said, "You are not putting that dog down. I will take him. I can't, but I'll figure out what to do with him." And ended up adopting him out to us a year later. But anyway, that's what that's how I got my old dog Bogart. Well, long time listeners of the show will remember Bogart. Oh my man. Dog. Bogart hasn't one, been discussed in quite some time. Once, once punctured my scrotum by accident. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> one yes, shot only once. <laughs> what Sean says? Who, who among us has not accidentally punctured a friend's scrotum? <laughs> yeah, Bogart I didn't used to, to hear that phrase. <laughs> Bogart loved to play darts, but he was bad at it. <laughs> And he drank. <laughs> Doing kind of a, an adult-themed William Tell something. <laughs> I'm going to hang this cherry from my... Well, anyway. He used to sit on my lap and we'd watch TV together. He would. I'd, I'd sit in my big, black, lazy boy, leather recliner, beer in hand, with Bogart laying on my lap. But if somebody knocked at the door, he would what? jump to his feet and take <laughs> off. Well, he jumped to his feet and one of his sharp claws, I was wearing... Uh, Shorts, I guess. <laughs> Somehow, one of his sharp claws went right through. Right into the old bean bag. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's full rough. Full-on puncture wound. That's a rough anyway, night. Bogart was the same sort of thing. I got him from a kill shelter, and the lady there, I went I went to get a dog. And in one pen, all these dogs were barking and going crazy, and there was one, this one little nice black dog sitting in the back all calm, and I thought, that's the dog I want, the one that's not barking or going crazy yeah. in all this mayhem. And then uh, the lady at the kill shelter said, yeah, I've been taking that one home on the weekends myself so he doesn't get put down. He's been here a long time, but he's oh my. a really nice dog. He obviously belongs to somebody, and I adopted that dog. and Just had him Here's his a tip. Keep your legs crossed. <laughs> he will puncture your scrotum, but other than that, he's loyal as can be. He'll chase a tennis ball and puncture your scrotum. Right. Um, but uh, I had that dog for years. I had I had Bogart clear, clear on through his life, but... All those other dogs that were in the pen, if nobody comes along and adopts them, yeah. you got to put them down. Yeah. That's just the reality of life. Well, 
California Cal Unicornia Governor Gavin Newsom is proposing a $50 million grant to better equip the state's animal shelters with the resources to completely stop euthanizing healthy dogs and cats. California currently puts down well over 100000 a year. State of California alone. Um, 100,000 dogs and cats get put down a year. And they're going to spend $50 million to get started on no kill. A cat lives, what, 15 years? A dog yeah. more like 10 to 12, depending on the breed or whatever? Yeah. That's just insane. And what, are they all going to live in a giant pen? Does that make them happy? Here's my story, the reason I wanted to get into this. Oh, okay. So I know somebody who had a dog. They have multiple dogs living out in the country like I do. They had a dog, and they'd had it for a couple of years, and it, it got a little, it was it was um, like growling at the kids down then. Had never bet anybody or anything, but you can't have a, a dog that growls at your kids. That's a time bomb. Right. Yeah. And there's just, there, you, you can't. So uh, went to, uh, I'm going to have it put down. You go to the vet, they won't do that. Won't do that. Won't put down a healthy dog. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't want to take him to the pound where, you know, it's going to have to be in a cage for a certain amount of time before they put him down. Mm. Take it to the pound. We're full up. We can't take pets anymore. We're completely full. Right. What am I supposed to do with this dog? Well, has he bit anybody? Well, luckily, this person had been alerted to the fact that if you say, if you say yes, he's bit, he bit somebody, the county will take the dog, but they will also contact your home insurance. Oh. And your home insurance will uh, go up a lot. Oh, boy. Because you are the sort of person, you have a dog that bit somebody. I had no idea and this you, was a minefield and, like and, this. Right. And you will be, the county has your records of you had a dog that bit somebody and all this sort of stuff. Um, so, And this dog hadn't bit anybody. So initially, they thought it would be a good idea to lie just so you could you know, pass the dog off. Um, but then decided that's a bad idea. So now you have this dog. You can't take it to a kill shelter. You can't take it to a no-kill shelter because they were all full within a 60-mile radius. Oh, yeah. And uh, and they won't put them down at the vet. So he took the dog out in the back of the field and shot it. Oh, my God. What are your other options? Tell me your other options. <sighs> Find another uh, home. For a dog that is going to growl Aggressive. at your kids. Yeah. You can't well, do that. Well, and, and how long would that take? And even Meanwhile, the, the, you know, the guy's kids or a woman or whoever and, it is. And his and his thoughts were around, yeah. his thoughts, even if I wait till the kill shelter maybe gets the population down enough they'll take the dog, they're still gonna put him down. And he spends the last however many weeks of his life, you know, scared and miserable and lonely. Where are my owners? Oh where'd right. everybody go? How's that oh, better God. for the dog? Well, How's yeah, that better for the dog? You know, it's funny, we've talked about this in terms of capital punishment and I realize my opinion is not a very popular one, but the 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 uh, you do not suffer if there is suddenly a bullet <laughs> going through your brain. No, no, there'd um, be no suffering. That's the way they execute people in the Soviet Union. This is one of the few things that I think they, you know, it's obviously horrific, but um, it's over. It's just instantly over. No pain, no suffering, no worry. Um, so yeah, I get it. A, a lot of people would be horrified by it because of the violence of it, and I, I understand that. I understand. But in that terms it. of being imprisoned. For reasons that an animal can't come within a million miles of comprehending for a very long time in misery. And then being put to death also painlessly a different right. way. What's what's the point of that? Yeah, I know. I know. But we tend to be, you know, kind of practical and old school about this stuff. But anyway. Um, well, I'm just wondering if you're not going to end up with a lot more of that. Oh, yeah. You'd almost have to. I mean, because what's the alternative? You're going to spend $50 million. I will tell you this. 
The funding would int- would include interactive group training for about 100 shelters that would be prioritized by need, summits on best practices, and an online resource library available to all shelters, according to the item in the budget proposal. So it sounds to me, it'll well, they say it will provide expertise, support, and local assistance to help local communities achieve the state's longstanding policy goal that no adoptable or treatable dog or cat is euthanized. So you're going to have summits on best practices, and somehow that's going to free up space for an additional 100, well, and that's the bare minimum. It's actually more than that, but we'll, we'll, it's a round number, so we'll use it. Another 100,000 dogs and or cats per year in California, given an average lifespan of about a dozen years. That means by the end of year 12, you have an additional 1.2 million dogs and cats living in cages their entire lives because there are only so many that will get adopted. Beasts, and, and especially a, when you're talking about dogs, beasts right. that really want and need human companionship Yes, to not be miserable. So you'll have quite literally over a million of them and replenish them with 100,000 new ones every year. So I got two texts here, and we'll have to take a break. Uh, I'd be interested in responses to these on the text line. One text, your friend is an irresponsible a-hole. Okay, uh, what should he have done? is uh, the next step, so I, I would like to hear that. And, got this one, wow, California, save all the dogs and cats because they're not wanted, but let's abort as many babies as we can if they're not wanted. Sure. Kill babies, Yep. keep dogs and cats around forever. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, so we got a bunch of texts on this, uh, as you'd expect. Um, so California is looking at becoming a no-kill state for pets. I get, I get the uh, the theory behind no-kill shelters. Now it makes you feel good, but. Well, this is a classic example of Cal Unicornia. It is the emotional, I can't deal with the realities of life stance. I don't don't want these animals being killed. But what are you going to do? Where are you going to put them? Well, we're going to give $50 million. Yeah, if you're just tuning in $50 million uh, to enhance uh, resources for shelters and training sessions. Training sessions to what? To invent like a third, uh, fourth dimension where you could send these one-on-one animals? I don't get it. I hate hearing when anybody's having puppies or kittens. I don't even care if they're purebred. Because just there aren't that many people that want to take on a decade and a half project. Yeah. They, if they do, they've already got one most of the time. Most of the time, if you're a dog lover, you've got your dog or two dogs, however many you're going to have, or how many cats. There aren't that many people out there that want another one. Quit having puppies and kittens, but people do. Yeah, and then uh, and then not to mention just all the, the the mixed breed strays and all that sort of stuff. And the hot breed thing, the schnacker doodle or the poodle wimps or uh, right. you know whatever. But the idea Schnitzel. that you're gonna keep all of them alive till they die a natural death is just craziness. Yeah. Um. We got um. 
all over the map on texts from people who just think it's horrifying the idea of putting a pet down to this. Who freaking cares? They're animals. I've always loved my dogs, but they're animals, and I'll shoot one or dump it off without a second thought if it's inconvenient to have him. That's the other end of the... Inconvenient is a bit of a low standard. It's by definition inconvenient, but... I assume there's more subtlety than than it seems to that message. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. The person's just a dog murderer. Uh, California will end up spending millions of dollars to ship dogs and cats to a state that will euthanize. I I doubt that. But I wouldn't be surprised if other states don't ship their pets or people ship their pets to California in the same way that homeless are being shipped to California. Hey, they'll take care of them in California. Yeah. You remember when uh, Cal Unicornia passed the ridiculous and, again, just greeting cards sweet but completely unadult ban on butchering horses. Because horses are pretty, and they shouldn't be butchered, they should be ridden. Except old, broken-down horses, something is going to happen to them. So instead of being butchered in California for horse meat for various uses, they were instead shipped, terrified, dehydrated, and, and, and hungry, down to Mexico, where they would do it. But people who voted for it felt so enlightened, and it's like such good people. You know, I understand the world needs people like you, kind of the poet, uh, sentimental type. We do need people like you, but you can't be in charge because you don't have a grasp of reality. Sorry to be so harsh. I hope I didn't make you cry. (laughs) Uh, We know how impeachment's going to end, I think, or at least MSNBC claims they do. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his f***ing brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and i got to talk about a f***ing dog dying. Boy, this is f***ing ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Now back to the top 40. <laughs> uh, apologies for the GD bombs in there. We certainly don't sanction that, but uh, an enraged Casey Kasem back oh, in the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Last week, Madonna was at number one. Yeah, and now a story about a dog that died. Yeah, it's it's ponderous, So man. Casey Kasem, who uh, we know people who know him and uh, yeah, knew him, and a uh, nice guy and everything like that, but... um. He was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo, right? Oh, that's right. Oh, he was? I believe so. Let me but, double check that. But the huh. very wholesome-sounding yeah, family... you don't want to be inaccurate about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the so. very wholesome-sounding, family-friendly Top 40 with Casey Kasem, which was a, a staple of radio for decades. Yes, it was. Um, how did that ever leak out? That was off the, obviously off the air. Some staffer kept it. Thought it was funny. That staffer was right. That was back in the day. That was back in the day when it was less common for that sort of thing to happen. You would have to actually remove tape. Yeah, you and would keep it in a box in a closet. Right. Yeah. Now, Michael, we suspect, has been saving various outtakes and off mic comments 
Yeah, wait till you retire. Will use them against us when it's most useful and or profitable to him. Oh, yeah. And the way radio stations work now, every microphone is feeding into a computer somewhere all the time. He's going to wait for you guys to get impeached, and he's going to come out with a book that's got all this stuff. (laughs) Wow. You know, if you can sell a book like that, Michael, I'll help you write it. (laughs) The blasphemy should have been deleted also, says this texter. You know, next time, if we play that again, we will. That was... uh... Yeah, I hadn't remembered how many GD bombs were in there. uh, Yeah, a lot of people are offended by that. But, you know, on the other hand, my friend, you can't be shocked that people say that, right? I mean, we're not trying to glorify. Just, you know... Anyway, uh, whatever. Me, personally... I would rather bleep out the GDs and leave the Fs in. I hear the F every day of my life. What part do I bleep out when I bleep out the GDs? It's it's the it's the AH conundrum with me. Do I do them both? Do I just do one or the other? Like I don't. Well, I I think somebody of faith would say bleep out the God part. Okay, you're taking the Lord's name in vain and. But I, was I, noticing... I don't want to get into the theology of it because we'll get emails for months. No, I was no. I'm just mechanically when I bleep it out. I was oh, just no, curious. I'm not objecting to you. I'm objecting to what I was about to say. I'm and, having one of those arguments with myself. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just interested in the changing nature of what's obscene and what's not. I decided the other day when I heard somebody drop an f bomb in a certain in a certain circle of people that I thought it is just not that bad a word anymore. For most of society, it's evolved. Yeah, it was the sort of thing that nobody said in front of like women and children not that long ago, or business but, associates, or anybody else. Jaws would drop, but I unless you were close. But I saw middle-aged, respected in a kind of business setting, men and women, just regularly. Yeah, it's just it's like it's it's almost like Helen Dam. Yeah, used to be. Yeah. Um, I say f- it. Of course you don't. <laughs> I remember I dropped an H-bomb early in my career. I said hell, and oh, well, all hell broke loose. On the radio, yeah. Yeah, H-E double toothpicks. Um, a clip that is more uh, newsworthy and more of the times. This, I saw this on MSNBC this morning, and I thought, well, okay, here we are. Ah. Uh, I know where we are. Where's the clip? Is it possible that by tomorrow night the impeachment trial is over and we've turned the corner on this major question and this major moment in history? More than possible, I would say likely. It's not just possible, it's likely. They don't have the votes to get a witness, and they're going to immediately, according to reports, go to up-down vote on the articles of impeachment. That's not even close. It won't take very long, and it is over and I think I I I said yesterday I'm going to set my DVR because I want to watch yeah. CNN and MSNBC when this all of a sudden on Friday afternoon just ends. Oh man! It's bye bye. The the third impeachment in our nation's history has come to an end once again. The president stayed. Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Um, there you go. Wow! I got to have a little medical procedure tomorrow too, so I'm not going to be doing anything tomorrow afternoon, evening. I'm going to get me some tater chips and soda pop and <laughs> just watch it unfold. Now, Sean, you kind of intimated uh, late earlier, and you might be right. Nothing ends anymore. No, the way stuff used to end. Maybe it continues on. I mean, because how many times did I say so? The Mueller thing is over now, and then the, there what they were that night talking about on cable news like it was. Ongoing. As relevant yeah. as ever. There yeah. is no scenario in which either side will dust their hands off and say, well, good game, you guys got this one, and then move on to the next game. We're beat. I think what's going to happen this time around with this, because the Bolton book comes out March, it's later in March than I thought, March 17th, something like that? No, that's that's 
St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. <laughs> well, because the Bolton book comes out, I think for the next five, six weeks until that comes out, there'll be nonstop cable chattel, chattel, chatter on some of those. Chattel is selling human beings. Right. That's I get your word straight, Jack. That's it's <laughs> indefensible, Jack. Um, oh, that clip be, just keeps giving. There'll be nonstop chatter on the cable news about the Bolton book when it comes out. We're going to to get the we're going to get the dirt, the revelations. Should we have? The, I guarantee you, the conversation is starting on the do we do we get new articles of impeachment over what's in the Bolton book? Well, that's ma- going to be the talk on MSNBC. Maxine Wackadoo Waters is already getting busy writing them. So. I, I think Schiff will be talking about it. Oh, stop it! He'll be on Rachel Maddow says, and if the Bolton book says what we think it's going to say, according to the New York Times. We'll have to seriously take a look at new articles of impeachment. Uh, it is March 17th, 2020. On St. Patrick's Day? I'll be danged. Big aura. Well, I sure do like to read a dry political tell-all as I get my green beard drunk on. Happy St. Patty's Day. Here's some bullshizzle for you. There is a battle going on behind the scenes involving Chief Justice John Roberts at the Senate that I was unaware of until... A few minutes ago, I came across this. He blocked a question from Rand Paul. Yeah. Because the Randy man named the alleged whistleblower at the center of the case. And Rand Paul may try to force the issue during a question and answer session that begins um, this afternoon. Roberts uh, has control because he receives the questions in advance. But Fox News has learned that Roberts may soon lose his grip. Amid a torrent of criticism, both inside and outside the Senate, Federalist co-founder Sean Davis condemned what he called the Roberts' arbitrary and unilateral censorship of senators and Senate business, reported that Roberts had initially sought to block even general questions of the intelligence community whistleblower. Yeah, I remember hearing him say that. Yeah, when Republicans threatened to vote, rebuking Roberts on the record, Roberts backed down and decided only to prohibit mentioning the whistleblower's name. I had no idea that drama happened. So they actually said, look, we're going to rebuke you on the record if you don't soften up on this. Woo! That's some uh, that's some stare-down stuff. And and old Justice Roberts isn't used to that at the Supreme Court. Nobody dares question him at all. Well, the I mean, Senate fellow justices, there's give and take, the obviously. The Senate majority rules the day in that room. They're the power in that room. Yeah. A reporter for Roll Call observed that during a break in the trial Wednesday, Rand Paul was fuming. I don't want to have to stand up to try and fight for recognition, he shouted. According to a reporter who noted that Paul's complaint was audible from the galleries above the chamber. If I have to fight for recognition, I will, he said. The long clippings were on my side of the lawn. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Clear violation of our homeowners association. <laughs> These are the kind of dust ups he gets into. Yeah. Next thing um, you know, you're laying next to your lawnmower with a moaning. Insane Frenchman on top of you. <laughs> raining down blows. <laughs> Jeez. Um, all right, so we'll see a how strange that goes, story. But. The other interesting thing that happened yesterday is one of the questions went to Adam Schiff. Do you know who the whistleblower is? And he once again stated on the record he does not know. And everybody thinks that's bull. Wow. Uh, that that he doesn't actually know and didn't coordinate that whole thing. Can they hold him in contempt of the Senate or, well, or perjury and, and send him down to Gitmo? That only, you only drill down Gitmo. on that. If Gitmo this... is right. Well, you don't want a character like that in the general population, Sean. Because he'll, he'll twist the other prisoners to his will. Put him in a no-kill shelter. Yes. <laughs> um... 
You, you don't want to drill down on that if it's all going to end tomorrow. You don't want to lengthen this thing. But uh, Well, Rand that, does, because it's all about the principle with him. No, I'm in the shift. Did he know the oh, whistleblower? Oh, um, right. If, if this thing ends, then, then that, that, that's gone. It doesn't matter anymore. But, so uh, lying yeah. with impunity. Of course, so many people are lying oh, these yeah, days and on. playing fast and loose with the truth from the White House on down. That It's almost quaint to object to it. It's weird that it's just going to be over, though. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not sad about it being over. It's just, it just just kind of seems weird to me. It's, just... it's like one of those artsy movies that it seems to be right at the climax of the movies, then all of a sudden the uh, movie, then all of a sudden the credits are rolling, and you're like, wait a minute. They just got in the no. car and drove off. How, what kind of ending is that? No! I don't care if that's better literature. No. What happens? I agree with uh, Hemingway, I believe, said everything needs to end, all stories need to end with a wedding or a funeral. Either a wedding, a funeral, or a birth. Something like that. Hmm. It makes a difference. How about yeah. a cocktail? And so they retired to the living room and drank a cocktail, and we're fine. You can't just be <laughs> sitting in dead. the can't just be sitting in the booth at the pizzeria, and then all of a sudden it stops. Don't stop, believe. Nobody would like. That. I think that's the way. That the, would satisfy no one. I think kind of think that's the way the impeachment's going to feel. Just wait. What the, it's it's done. It's that was over? the last scene. Well, it's going to be done. Except that Adam Schiff show will go on the friendly networks. And rant and rave and rail about the injustice of it all, and the fix was in, and the Republicans are Nazis, and and then you know the, his believers will go on believing. They well, won't stop believing since politics. They'll hold on to that feeling. <laughs> since politics is kind of the TV show for a certain portion of the population, it's the perfect yeah. way to do a TV show. You end impeachment tomorrow, and then Monday you start the caucuses and that whole race. Well, it reminds all the way me up to election day. Very much of a soap opera. I mean, the one uh, giant scandal ends, or affair, or whatever, but there's another one tomorrow. Right, Monday. Yes. That's the form. <laughs> Monday somebody, the loading starts. Somebody died, but tomorrow somebody came back to life. Yeah, right. Classic or a, soap opera. New stuff. hot chick moves to town. Uh-oh. Oh, who's she? <laughs> exactly. The new nanny, why? <laughs> anyway, well, there you yeah. go. Well, we're going to finish strong. Do you want to buy the uh, Mexican president's uh, Air Force One? I don't know about that, but I do want to talk about this Mexican tunnel that was under our border coming over into the San Diego area. Longest tunnel they've ever uncovered. Oh, boy. That's some story. Armstrong and Getty. All right. That sounds charming. Is that what it's supposed to be, charming? It's not really charming. No, it's, oh, not, it's not charming, charming? at all. No. No. Uh, the second one looks charming. Well, I'm, it doesn't have to be charming. Um, uh, is number one funny? Yeah, yeah sort of. Is uh, it troubling? <laughs> not really. I mean, it, what why is don't it? I just go ahead and play it? Let's play it. I noticed permanent marker from the top of his torso to past where his diaper goes. I'm out of diapers. Please read my reports. And there was underlining on it, and it was big. It was his whole torso. I was mortified that this had happened to my son. She gave Milo two baths, wiped him down in excess with baby wipes, and it's still on his skin right now. The deal is, is she was bringing her kid to daycare, and the diapers weren't being changed. So they finally wrote on the kid, "Change your kid's diapers." Oh wow, wow, that's sad. Yeah, and uh, and disturbing. 
So they're saying the parents weren't changing the diapers? Right. Well, so you drop off your kid at daycare with a full diaper. Oh, yeah. Well, that's terrible. I've heard of that. That story brought me down, Michael. They had sent uh, notes home, but those uh, apparently had been ignored or not seen somehow. Wow. Um, So then they took to the step of just writing on the kid. Uh, The parents seem to have a problem with the permanent marker aspect. Yeah, and that's the part they're upset about? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Gotcha. That's that's it. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So the uh, Mexican president wants to raffle off their Air Force One. It's kind of an interesting story. This guy's a a socialist and a lefty. Uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador (laughs) Retriever. (laughs) Since he took power a little more than a year ago, the Mexican president's been trying to sell the country's equivalent of Air Force One, which he claims is too extravagant for a developing country and a borderline failed narco state. Styles himself as a man of the people, the actual president of the country, Jack, flies commercial in economy, sometimes in the middle seat. Wow. You will literally get on a flight in Mexico. There's the president of that country in the middle seat munching peanuts, waiting to go where he's got to go. Taking your armrest. <laughs> yeah. Turns out the jet's worth about $130 million, but nobody has enough money, um, so they're going to sell uh, raffle tickets, about 25 bucks a pop. They're hoping to sell $6 million of them. Nice-looking plane. Looks like, you know, kind of Air Force One. That reminds me of the story of uh, Colby's helicopter coming from the state of Illinois. He bought this helicopter for a half a million dollars from the state of Illinois when they were done with it. It was their state flying people around helicopter. It was built in 1991, but that's what something like that costs if you want one, half a million dollars. And it was used. And nothing was wrong with the helicopter. Nobody believes that, right? It's all about flying in the fog and That's making a mistake. That's the latest I've heard, yeah. That... There, there was a piece of safety equipment that this thing did not have that now is becoming kind of a, a note of, uh, I forget the, the phrasing of it, but the, the helicopter company is now imploring people to get this thing because it may have been able it's to prevent terrain it. warning yes. sensor. Yes. You're about to smash into the ground. But I yeah. didn't know super rich people would buy 30-year-old helicopters for half a million dollars and fly them around. I didn't know that. I don't know anything about for helicopter reason, maintenance. But. I was curious what planes cost at one point. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine who's a pilot and, and just looked at a bunch of planes for sale. And Yeah, their planes last a long time. Yeah, my buddy who is a pilot said it's buying the planes one thing. The maintaining is what you can't afford. I wouldn't bother <laughs> with it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't want the show to be over, but I'm ready. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody? There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, bringing us uh, downer stories today. It's Michelangelo. Michael? I will bring you better stories tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Hey, but um, Jack did introduce us today to hand pie, yes. which, which sounds fantastic. Little pies like that you can euphemism. have. But I want hand pizzas and hand cakes as well. Just think about that. A little pizza that you can just hold in your hand and eat, you know? Isn't every piece of pizza a hand pizza? I guess that's a good point. Oh, well, so much for that idea. (laughs) Get thumbs, idiot. Positive Sean is our producer. He has a final thought for us. Yes. I'm making a, a commitment to myself today to turn on the stove to prepare some food. Do not rely on the microwave, you lazy bum. Cook something for yourself. Wow. It's probably better for you. Wow. That is a good one. Just today, though. I'm not making any sort of long-term <laughs> promises. Dabble in it first. Give it a try. Jackie, final thought for us? I am going to wear pants with a drawstring tomorrow. 
since Michelangelo is bringing his famous Super Bowl cheese dip in, and I plan to abuse myself. <laughs> Good. All right. I don't want to think about that. I'm not Self-abuse. To, I'm not supposed to eat during the show tomorrow. It's going to be torturous. Oh, I'll eat your portion. What good is that going to do me? What about my needs? And what good is it going to do to me? <laughs> I'm too bitter to give you a final thought. Oh. I love that cheese dip. Oh, it's the best. I know. Hanson, have you had it? You had it last year? Yeah, I had it. It's delicious. Oh, I, oh, but oh, I didn't oh. have, I didn't suffer from all the maladies that you guys keep complaining about. I just ate more and more and more. The, yeah, the best part is how the... Well, you're young. The best part is how the <laughs> show slows down as we eat more cheese dip. Yes, they never had a hand pie. <laughs> we start oh, talking hey. slower and slower. Marshall was our guest for the One More Thing podcast. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say Look that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's done. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? No, no. I'm stuck here covering the impeachment of the century. Armstrong and Getty.